Welcome to Triple H 100.1 and the Street Beat program. I'm here with Janelle McIntosh, the Ward B Councillor for Hornsby Council. Hi, Janelle, how are you going? Hello, Martin. How are you? Nice to be with you. Thank you very much. I've been having a couple of chats with the different councillors, hopefully all of them at one stage or another, um, about their involvement in the community and the local area. So it's your turn. Sorry, it's been a while to try and catch up with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nice to catch up and it's nice to have a chance to, to chat and just reflect on on where we're at and what we've got ahead of us. Right, sounds like a plan. So the first thing I'd like to ask you is, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself, um, what you're prepared to share about your personal life, your work life, where you live and, you know, what is it about Hornsby you like? Sure. Um, well, I was born and raised in Hornsby Shire, born in Hornsby Hospital and went to Hornsby North Public School and Asquith Girls High School. Very proud to have been an attendee at our local, our local public schools. Um, I, uh, I've lived here for most of my life. I was away from the area for a while, um, but I'm now back here uh, and live here with uh, my husband and my young son, who's going to my old primary school at Hornsby North. So that's a lovely ongoing connection with the area. I feel incredibly lucky to have grown up in this area, um, to have had access uh, to such a beautiful environment and to have that connection for the whole of my life and to now to be able to introduce my, my son to that. So, you know, beautiful spaces at, at Bobbin Head and Brooklyn and the areas in Galston and Dural and, and down to the Cumberland State Forest, they're all places that were, you know, the haunts of my childhood. So um, it's, uh, it's a great connection. I also feel really lucky that we live in an area that's well connected and, and well served. I mean, we've, we've just got such fantastic community organisations here, um, groups and, and other agencies. Some of them have been operating for years, you know, like the gang show and, and, and Hornsby Musical Society and others, and some of them I had connection with when I was a teenager, um, and some of them I'm, I'm working with now, like Hornsby Art Society and Triple H. <laughs> so I, I just, I feel that incredible community connection here, and uh, it's a wonderful place to be. So just let me know, um, if, you, if you're happy to, um, what sort of working experience or professional life have you had that you can bring to being a council? councillor at Hornsby? Well, I'm, I'm lucky enough to have worked in local government. In fact, my first local government job was in 1988, which is a while ago now. So I'm giving you um, age secrets away. <laughs> um, but uh, so throughout that 32 years uh, since then, I've had local government roles and um, community roles. So I've, I've worked across a couple of sectors um, and I've, you know, jumped between the two. I spent uh, 17 years at Canterbury Council, 11 of those years as an economic development manager and five years uh, as a strategist to the organisation. Uh, so I've had that experience in local government, which has been incredibly helpful and useful uh, for my career as a councillor. It's my second term on Hornsby Council. Mm. I served between uh, 2004 and 2008 uh, and now this current term. So I find that I'm able to bring that experience, that insider knowledge, if you like, uh, and to, to be able to ask the questions and to know where some of the, the background is on, on many issues that we're dealing with. And, of course, I've got a fantastic network of contacts um, across councils 
not only here in, in Sydney, but across New South Wales and uh, across the country, because I've worked on many major projects and I've had that opportunity. I work now as a consultant. Uh, I work for, I do a bit of work in local government and I do a lot of work in the aged care sector and the disability sector. So I write grants and I um, write strategies and policies and manage communications for a number of organisations. So uh, it's, it's good work and it's good to be able to, uh, to bring a lot of different experiences to those roles and to my role as a counsellor. Well, that would explain why it's taken me a while to just get you for a Zoom chat. So you're a very busy person. <laughs> Tell me then, have you always been aligned to a party in, in local government or you come in as an independent? Tell me how you got into it. Uh, I've been aligned to the Labor Party for a long time uh, and became a member in 2003. Um, I have always had held very strong uh, Labor Party beliefs um, and I've, I've really had a, a strong connection there and I've, I've found a place there. I've found a real engagement with the things that I passionately believe in and about working with families and about protecting workers. Um, and I, I find a, a, a real great strength uh, in, in our party uh, and in the, the individuals there who are very passionate about particular issues, particularly the environment. Um, a really strong, passionate views about family and about community organisations and community connections, about the work in, in the disability sector that our party's done, uh, the delivery of the NDIS, as an example, um, which is a great inroad for people living with disability in our country. So, you know, there's a whole range of, of different issues that, that drew me there and kept me there uh, and give me a great deal of, of support and encouragement uh, in, in the work that I do. As these conversations go, it's not going to script at the moment, but I'm going to keep pursuing this. <laughs> we talked about this beforehand. You're, you're in the council at the moment with one other Labor member in Ward A, yeah. Mick Ma. What's it like being a inverted commas minority party, I guess, or a minority group of people in the council? You know, I, I, I guess I don't see things in those terms. Um, I mean, I, I know that everybody looks at councils and they, they tally up the blue team and the red team and the green team and, and the independents, so we call them the yellows. You know, I mean, that does happen for sure. But really what happens, it's about the strength of the argument. Um, and I think it, it's about being able to put a story forward and a case, whether it's for a project or it's an idea or a policy change, it's about being able to put that forward and hopefully gather like minds. And I know a lot of local people have been really surprised on many occasions. And Martin, you're a regular viewer here. You're a frequent flyer at council meetings. You'll be surprised, I'm sure, sometimes by the differing people who step up to the plate on a particular issue. And hmm. sometimes that's surprising. And sometimes that's not always members of the same party uh, who are saying the same things. We, we differ. We're all, uh, you know, independent thinkers. And we all come to the table with a body of life experience and, and work experience and passion for the causes and, you know, I, I think that's what it's really about. So, uh, look, can it be challenging? You bet. Um, 
yeah, does it have its uh, challenging moments, its testy moments? Yes, it does. Um, but what doesn't? So what, what's Fasc worthwhile that doesn't? Fascinating. To what extent, uh, when you come up to the second Wednesday of the month, when you have the council meeting, do you talk with your colleagues about what's coming up and to what extent um, people get caught out in the meeting itself over issues? <laughs> That's always a funny week, that week. Um, <laughs> it's, a mad, um, it's usually a mad flurry of, uh, of emails and phone calls and, and you know, uh, chat amongst ourselves. Uh, nobody wants to be doing last-minute amendments, but everybody wants the best it can possibly be. And I, I can't speak for every other councillor what everybody's doing, but... I'm, I'm sure that people are, are taking calls and constituent constituent messages right up to the last minute. Um, and so that, you know, that, and that can mean real change to, to where you're at. And that's important. But the other thing is, I, th I think it's, it's, in, it's important to listen to all the voices and, and to come up with a position that, that you're comfortable with and that, that fits within what the council's trying to achieve. Uh, and that's often a, a, a bit of a challenge. But, yeah, that's, a, that's usually a pretty amazing time. I, I mark my diary <laughs> for those days to give myself some time uh, to be able to have those conversations because they're important. You've read my mind because the next question I was going to ask you is about Andrea Cullen's book, The Independent Effect. I've mentioned yeah. this when I had the chat with Emma and other people. Yeah. She talks about this notion of the, uh, the delegate as a representative and the trustees and representative and the politico. I know you've heard about it. So what are your thoughts there in relation to how you represent the community? Well, I, interesting. I mean, I, I, I haven't read the book, but I've read the summary of, of, those, of those positions. And I kind of feel like I take a little bit from each one um, and that you respond differently in different situations. I mean, there are times when I absolutely feel as a trustee, you know, when I feel that, that people are just wanting to hear information from me. They're wanting to hear a way forward and mm. they want to feel a trust to just say, Janelle, can you, can you take that and run with that for me? I really need to know that's, that, that's being looked after. And that's, that's a pretty sacred trust, I've got to say. There's some, mm. there's some issues here that, that people are, are long held that are really wanting to see action on and, and they're really looking... To all of us to, to make some decisions on these things. So I feel I feel that very strongly. I think there's other times when we absolutely have to man the barricades for them. You know, we're standing at um, at planning meetings, uh, addressing these independent planning panels, and they're looking for for their local members to to stand up and to say, you know, here's the detail of this. Here's here's the issues, and to speak on behalf of residents. And then, you know, to get into other levels of politics on their behalf, it, perhaps in areas that they can't access, where they're really looking for us to come up with a political solution. So they're, they're looking for all of it. Um, and it depends on the issue and it depends on the day. Uh, and I think we just, we have to work our way through those things. Thanks for that. You've been on this, on this stint of council. Tell me what is a couple of the big wins you've had for the community? Yourself, no false modesty here. <laughs> well, my, my first comment is, I, I mean, I, I think, yeah, of course you have wins, but I, I think what's really important is, is that there's no real eye in local government. I mean, you really have to get other people agreeing with you and, and coming across the line with you. And, and if you can't get 
at least six of those uh, to support you on a particular issue, then then you're no place. Um, but look, I'm, I'm really proud to have been able to instigate some things where we're at. Firstly, um, economic development to get our council again talking about the importance of local business to our shire, to our communities. Uh, local business, to my mind, is absolutely critical. I mean, as I said before, I spent 11 years as an economic development manager. So really uh, walking the walk and, and hearing the incredible stories of, of generally family businesses. Um, and that's certainly true in our shire. Uh, we have a load of family businesses, long-held family businesses, and a load of home-based business operators. Many people who started their little side hustle on the dining room table and have become amazing businesses. So, you know, first council meeting of this term back in 2017, I moved a motion for us to, to get back into economic development and to start a program. And, and we've now got our place management program that's come out of that. We've got a range of business resources on our website. And we've got this new localised program, which has just started. So I feel very proud to have been there about that. That's really important. Could you unpack for me the two you just mentioned there, the place management program and the, the most recent one, the localised? Yeah. Uh, place management is, is really about seeing a place as a, as a unique entity, a, a combination of things. A, a, a pl place management is about looking at, everything about a particular place so let's let's talk about pennant hills for instance let's say um the place management approach there is about access it's about transport it's about public place it's about connections it's about parking traffic and the businesses that are there and the residents that are there so it's that whole package of the area uh, and it's about coming up with a government response that takes all of those things into account when you're making decisions and it's about having people who are knowledgeable about those areas now we're lucky to have two place managers working across the shire i'm hoping we'll have some more um, but also some active programs that are happening there and it's about them deep diving into the areas and getting to know the areas and working with the local shopkeepers and residents business owners to come up with the best solutions uh, so that's at the very fast um, place no, management. That's what and, and Janelle, this new, this new um, initiative, localised what? What is it? So the place managers have tapped into an online platform called Localise, which is an opportunity, it's running well in other areas, an opportunity for businesses to get on there and share the information about their businesses. Maybe they're sharing a special offer that's come out of the COVID-19 environment that we've been trying to work within. Maybe they're giving a special promotion. Maybe they're letting people know about a service that they're operating that they don't normally operate or they come up with. Um, it's about promotion. It's about marketing. And it's about business to business connection. Because what we know in this area is it's not just about local residents using local businesses. It's other local businesses using other local businesses and and growing our local economy in that way and that's really really important so i guess if we can push that notion of local and getting people to think locally first before they go outside the area for all their kind of supplies and ideas um, I, th I think that's really important. And council's walking the talk in all of that. I mean, they're really, they're really doing that. Uh, 
in, in terms of uh, the COVID-19 issues, for instance, we've got to have hand sanitizers and, and signage in all of our community facilities, mm. like the community recycling centre, our depots, our libraries and community centres. We've gone to a, a local supplier, tapped into a local business that have come up with these fantastic little stations that have information, signage and a hand sanitisation um, pump action stand. Uh, and we're putting them all around our local services. I walked into one of the council buildings the other day and there were a whole lot of them all lined up like sentinels, you know, ready to go out to our community centres when they're reopening. So that's a, that's a good use um, of a local business. There are local business who do other things um, and they've sort of retooled themselves to keep their staff on to make that happen and, and they're putting that out there. So that's, that's a great thing. Yeah, in this COVID era, this, the, the businesses that have turned on a dime or a coin to retool have been quite fascinating. Yeah. Thanks, for, thanks, Janelle, for sharing that side of it. To what extent, feel comfortable to this, answer this any way you would like, what have been one or two of the biggest challenges you've had on, in this term of council, individually or because it's a collective? Look, I think... Um one of the biggest challenges, I guess, is uh, the body of work. We've, we've I'd, I've undertaken this time round to do uh, our comprehensive LEP, this community strategic planning process that's been underway now um, for at least, well, it must be two years now. Um, it's, uh, in a normal council term, you would normally, you would normally do one or two major strategic planning projects. Uh, this term, I think we're looking at probably will have achieved about 25 by the time we get to the end of the term. Uh, every single aspect of the strategic planning of our council uh, is, is being looked at. So it's everything from active transport, play planning, uh, our capital works. We're looking at uh, an, a complete comprehensive heritage review We've got a suite of environmental documents that we're going through and studies. We've got a new local employment and economic development strategy. We're looking at the rural lands. We've got major master planning underway for Hornsby Town Centre. Each one of those projects on their own is a massive body of work and a massive body of community consultation and engagement, as they should be. So to have one or two of them in a council term is, is usually the usual norm. To have 25 of them and now to have had these major natural disasters that have hit us and then COVID-19, um, you know, we've had the impact of the bushfires on our area that, you know, hasn't touched our area, uh, particularly in terms of the fires themselves, but certainly our area and our state's been impacted by them. You couldn't help but be impacted by them. We've had these major storms that have that have hit Barara, Thornley, Normanhurst, you know, a couple of times really knocked our area around. We've got residents who are still coming to terms with all of that. And then these major policies and things that we're dealing with as a council. So They've been big challenges and having a, a, an emergency management approach uh, thrown in on the top of all that and the, the major shutdown and isolation that COVID-19 has given us, the impact on our finances, the impact 
on our services, the impact on council staff and operations. I don't think anyone could have predicted this in a month of Sundays. You're right, Janelle, and I've got a much greater appreciation now because essentially you guys are volunteers. You've got yeah. your own job to do. You've got a busy yeah. life. What's a typical week like in relation to how much time at home, work and doing council things, like a typical day maybe? Um, for me, I try and touch in to council issues every day. Uh, I find that I need to, to check in with people. I need to check in with uh, individuals in the area and with news in the area and news more globally every single day. Um, and, and if I'm not doing that, then I'm not, you know, I'm not aware of things that are happening. It builds up. So I'm, I try and stay very locally connected um, to sort of hear from people where they're at. Um, and it's been very, very hard to do that um, in this environment. Obviously, this social distancing business has been has mm. made that really tough. Um, I'm the kind of person who likes to uh, to have a chat to people. Uh, it's one of the reasons why I encourage um, the council to have these councillor drop-in sessions. And I used to I used to go down to Hornsby Library and to Pennant Hills Library and to to sit down there once a month and just have a chat with people. And I'm really looking forward to getting back to that because Zoom technology is a great thing. Skype is a great thing. Email is great. Facebook and other social media platforms are great. But there's nothing quite like sitting or standing with a group of local residents and, and having a chat about where they're up to with certain issues um, and just hearing about those. So, um, yeah. yeah. Well, that's a good segue because we every second Wednesday of the month we had the council meetings and we've just had a meeting uh, the 13th of June, I think, last weekend or so, or recently anyway. I shouldn't give dates away when I'm doing live interviews, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that aside, uh, tell me what your involvement in last week's council meeting was and what sort of things were discussed. So last week we adopted our operations plan. That was uh, a, a really important um, plan for the year. So every year council adopts a uh, operations plan, delivery plan, budget, our fees and charges for the year. Uh, and there was some concern, I think, that we wouldn't get the same level of community involvement and community commentary on this this annual plan that, that we usually do, uh, given the restrictions that COVID-19 has delivered. But in fact, the council staff tell me and the report outlines that we in fact got greater community engagement than we have in the past, which proves to me that people are still very passionate about um, the decisions that are made by their local authority. And, and even in the worst of times, when they're all struggling with financial issues or, and, you know, family arrangements and social distancing and isolation, they're still taking the time to read our reports and they're weighty reports to read them and to, and to provide comment on them. So I, I think that's, that's a really important thing. So that, that came up. The other thing that came up um, and I was really pleased to have some success with this is a notice of motion about the former IBM site at Canara Avenue in, in West Pennant Hills, a site adjacent to the, the beautiful Cumberland Forest. 
um, I'm just gobsmacked as I know many other people are that it's it's been listed on this fast track um, uh, list from the Minister for Planning um, for their review. I mean, this is a, a site that's not in our local government area, but it's very dear to the heart of many residents and not just residents who happen to live next door to it, but residents who utilise that area and can see the great opportunity that there is there to just protect this beautiful piece of, of bushland. And the IBM building, an award-winning building, um, which is, has had, you know, very light-touch commercial operations there for a number of years quite successfully. To see that turned over to high-density housing with the loss of not only trees but habitat, which is the most critical thing, is just criminal in my view. And to overtake the local planning processes and to see them uh, ignored, pushed to the side via a, a fast track planning process, uh, it just can't be allowed to happen. So I moved a motion about that. And I've, I've got to say, it, it harks back to a motion I moved back in 2017 about the same fight. Um, and we're essentially saying the same things. Now, look, there's a few comments that say, oh, you know, we shouldn't be commenting on things that are outside our local government area. Well, I, I disagree. They're really, really strongly and wholeheartedly. This is an area, the, the, the boundary between Hornsby and the hills is the middle of that road. Mm. Uh, so it's right there uh, and it will have an impact and it will have an impact on the use of Cherrybrook train station, which is right in our local government area. It will have an impact on our residents, on, on the roads, on the environment, on traffic, on everything. And it's really important that we, that we hear, have our voices heard. Uh, local residents have been making sure their voices are heard. My, my colleague, Ryan Tracy, and the Hillshire Council has been working hard on this and, and lobbying for this. The Hills, after much deliberation, moved against it. In my view, the state government should be upholding the views of the local residents and the decisions of the local council there in the Hills. And I was very happy to put this motion up and very happy to receive widespread support across the council from not only um, Greens and the Independent, but also from some Liberal councils and Hornsby Council to support this issue. So there's a real view here, a widespread view, and so that that motion was passed. So I was I was very pleased to speak to that and to get that support. And I must agree a hundred percent with you, with the geographer in me. It's just a boundary line. It's just a road up a ridge, which is the main access point through to the northwest of Sydney now, and so. The lines change all the time and things like that. And, and we're, the whole approach we've said with place management is about having a holistic approach and that's consistent with that philosophy as well. And powerful owls and koalas don't say, oh, I'm not going to go there because I'm moving out of one local government area into another. <laughs> what? <laughs> it reminds me of the freeways where they used to have those little um, little bridges across freeways for the yeah. animals to go across because yeah. the, the, they, don't, they don't pay attention to the boundaries. They just move okay. where they need to move. Okay. Moving forward, the council election has been transferred to, I think it's the 4th of September 2021. I think that's the date. Um, yeah. What are your uh, 
plans for the next 12 months? Because you're going to be a mixture of, I guess, assume towards the end campaigning, assuming you're running again, and and you've got things to finish off for this term, which you've got a full four-year cycle, ironically. Well, thank goodness. Um, you know, I mean, I, the, the great thing about, um, I mean, I think a full year, the full year term is is really important. Um, I, I hate seeing council elections played around with, and they have been played around with uh, a lot in our state. Extensions to terms and, and elections moved for a whole variety of reasons, but I think it's really important that we have a full four year term. Um, that's the way the legislation works, and it gives us an opportunity to really deliver some things for our local residents. Um, and, as, you know, as I mentioned before and articulated, we've got a lot of really, really big projects uh, that are still on the boil. Uh, and it gives us an opportunity to finish those off and to have those important dialogues with our community. So, you know, our rural land study, our big suite of environmental policies, our economic development strategy, I'm really looking forward to getting out into the community and having conversations about all of those things and having some real, uh, some real change uh, discussed and some, some great new initiatives discussed. We've also got some things that we've been working on and talking about and we'll start to see some action on them. I mean, we're, Hornsby Library, we've got some great plans to improve the space there at Hornsby Library. I'm really pleased to be the, the delegate for our Metropolitan Public Libraries Association and to, to attend there and to hear some ideas from other librarians. I, I'm really passionate about our library, so I really want to see that work undertaken at Hornsby Library. I think it's really, really important. Um, and I'd really like to see it brought up to a standard, not reminiscent of a former supermarket, but something that is a, a modern day library standard. We need badly community spaces in Hornsby Central, and that's really important. Um, and I think that there's a real opportunity for us to deliver that very, very quickly for Hornsby. Um, we're still working through what COVID-19 is going to mean for development in our shire um, over the next few years. We don't know what that impact is going to be, but what we do know is that people need services and they need access to services and we should be able to deliver them. So I, I think that that's a really important initiative and I'm hoping that we'll see not only that work completed, but it open and being used by the community before we get to the elections next year. A lot of what you said was building on the good work you've been doing at the moment. What's something new that you think that the Shire needs to address, look into, either if you've heard from the community or yourself? Well, a couple of things. Um, our Sustainable Action Committee uh, is just about to start meeting. Uh, I was very pleased last year to have the support of my fellow councillors to establish the Sustainable um, Committee, uh, so our Sustainability Advisory Committee. Uh, it will it will start operations soon. It was put on hold because of COVID-19. We had a, a huge number of local residents put their hands up to be representatives on that committee and they were selected earlier in the year and we were about to have our first meeting and then we went into lockdown. So, and we were also in a, in a situation there where we would have only had a couple of meetings before we were heading into the election timeframe. So, that was really going to be a challenge. Well, now we've got a full you know, 14, 15 months of work that we can undertake as the Sustainability Advisory Committee. And I've been meeting with staff last week to talk about 
how that can start to happen, when we can have our first meeting, uh, and how that new committee can be involved uh, in a lot of the processes that we've got. So that is really, really important. Um, and yes, it was it was started, but we, we sort of thought we we're only gonna dip our toe in the water, but we're actually gonna really be able to have a solid 12 months worth of working before we, we get to the next election. So that's really critical. Um, the other thing that I, I raised a long time ago, which is uh, having Hornsby declared a dementia-friendly community, we'll, we'll start to see some action on some of those things in our, in our new major projects. Um, so the accessibility, for instance, of Hornsby Library, the signage choices, the colour choices, um, some of the work we're planning to do in our, in our town centres, uh, the design there will, I'm hoping, be influenced by these dementia-friendly design principles. So this is about clear signage, clear colour schemes, um, clear wayfinding uh, to assist our community. We, we have a, a very high proportion of our community in the aged sector um, and we're larger than the Sydney average. A lot of people want to live their, their life out here in Hornsby Shire and we've got people coming to this area because of the great health and medical facilities uh, to be here. So we've got to make sure that our services and our public domain address those demands. So I'm really looking forward to seeing some of those things being delivered uh, in, our, in our area over the course of the next 12 months and, be, and beyond. So I'm gonna try something different now and you can choose to be involved or not involved. I'm gonna give, uh, give you a couple of terms and when I give them to you, I want you to sort of, if you're prepared to, is give me the first thing that comes to your mind, how they apply to Hornsby. Okay. No, nothing too serious, okay? So don't, okay. <laughs> okay, the bushland. Oh, magic place. Deserves to be protected. I hope you don't want one word. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. Um, the arts. Oh, passion. And we've got to spend more money on the arts. And I want a new arts centre and I want new art spaces and, oh. All that connectedness. Culture. Oh, well, just we're so lucky. We're, we're so lucky to have so many cultural groups in our community, so many different countries represented, and to see that in everything, in our businesses, in our art forms, in our children, uh, it's, it's wonderful. It's, it's our show. Sport. A passion and uh, something that really is important that is integrated into all the things we're doing and just to see how many people are really responding to this isolation that lack of being able to do organized sport that really struck home for me just how critical sport is to our community so yeah traffic and transport necessary evil um but uh, something that I'm hoping that we can improve in terms of connectedness, uh, active transport, if we can get some of these cycling links in place, stop talking about them, but make <laughs> it happen. Um, we seem to have a great suite of plans about having all these connections. But if we could have these fantastic connected cycleways and dedicated walking paths, I'm sure that it's going to alleviate traffic and it's going to make life easier for everybody. And uh, yeah, just to have all those connections is so important. 
Uh, Janelle, thanks. Um, the Indigenous community in Hornsby. Oh, how lucky are we that we've got this great connect connection through the Hatsik Committee and through other sources. I look at our neighbouring Shire and the torment that they're going through in terms of uh, acknowledgement. I'm really pleased that we've been able to do that in Hornsby. I moved that motion back in 2004 to acknowledge the traditional owners at the beginning of every council meeting and every public gathering of our council. And I had unanimous agreement back then and we've got unanimous agreement now and we've kept it and we've got a lovely new acknowledgement just about to be opened out the front of the council chamber. That is so important and we are so lucky to have that. And I, it's absolutely everything to our Shire. Rural lands. An issue that we've got to resolve and an issue that we have to resolve now. We can't keep putting this off. And there's a great opportunity, I think, in this, um, this extension to our term to finally receive this study and to come up with some decisions that work for everyone and that balance the needs of people who want to age in place, our rural landowners and the environment. An incredible learning experience, I think. Uh, absolutely no doubt that so, so many people have been terribly affected financially by it uh, and, and isolated. But I think a lot of other people uh, have, have made great strides in remote learning, in online access, uh, in the sort of Zoom meetings that we're doing right now. And I would like to see us take a lot of those learnings moving forward so that we can continue this level of engagement because I think it meets uh, a, lot, a lot of the needs of people who are isolated generally and gives them, them the opportunity to participate in public life. And we can learn from that. I've got one more and I keep thinking of more, but waterways. Well, I like the bushland. Um, absolutely need to be protected um, and need to be uh, continually monitored. We've got very active businesses on our waterways um, and they need to be supported. And, and we're just very lucky to live in this part of the world that has this incredible connection to our waterways and our bushland shire. And that's to be preserved and we're the trustees of that for the next generation. So we've got a really important role to play there. Janelle, thank you for that. I didn't give any warning about that. You're a good sport. You did that fantastically. Thank you. Well, I hope you do it for everyone. I, well, I've missed out on one, but I will do it for the others. <laughs> if I, you know, I've just got to find the right questions. As we, we tried to plan this as we started, but we go from point to point. Is there anything, anything else you would like to add yourself or any question of myself? It's a great privilege to be a councillor on Hornsby Shire Council. Um, I, I relish it every day um, and uh, the, the meetings you have with people, the incidental meetings, you know, whether you meet them walking in the park or in a more organised session, um, I, I don't think many people are aware of, of just how important those things are. And uh, you learn a lot. I learn a lot uh, every, every time I have a communication with someone and I, I just think those things are are really, really important. So even delivering library books and, and little um, seedlings the last couple of weeks, I've had some lovely connections with residents and uh, they've really expressed to me 
the value of council services uh, of what we do. So that's that's been really, really nice to hear and I'm really grateful for that and I, I thank our residents for that every day. Well, Janelle, on behalf of Neil, Justine and Marike, we thank you very much for chatting to us this afternoon and um, hope you have a good day and when the weekend arrives, you get some time to yourself and your family as well as all the good work you do for the community.